0: Welcome to 3-Minute Ministry Mentor. I'm your host, Eileen Campbell-Reed. In Season 5, we are excited to bring you interviews and conversations to inform and inspire your practice of ministry and nurture your pastoral imagination. Welcome to another episode of 3-Minute Ministry Mentor. Today, we are continuing our conversation with Kim Noel-Zeller and Aaron Stribus, they are the co-authors of The Beauty of Motherhood, Grace-Filled Devotions for the Early Years. And our conversation today is hosted by our very own Three-Minute Ministry Mentor te- team member, uh, Aaron Robinson-Hall.
1: Um, in one devotion, you talked about the interrupted sleep, and every parent knows about that. But you said, know that there are millions of parents across the world, rising in the dark, to soothe their children, a society of broken sleep. And that feels like a real connection. Um, For me, it matters to know that I'm not alone. What do you think is the power of naming that kind of experience? And then I want to talk about that rising in the dark. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Yes. Both Aaron and I have had these experiences of sleep deprivation as all moms have. And so we both have a devotion in which we wrestle in the dark about what it is to care for our kids, to care for ourselves. And I think for me, the power was seeing that when one night I was driving around at 3 a.m. to see the moon and to realize that that moon, that light was there on me and my child, but also on all those other people who couldn't sleep for whatever reason, and on those who were sleeping and on wow. family and friends who I know from my hometown and across the world. And there's just this, this peace in knowing that we're not alone and that the the sun will come again, the night will end. And I think the community piece comes too sometimes by just sending a text. It can be as simple as sending a text to say, Hey, I am tired I'm feeling alone and to offer that to friends and family and to then feel the the gifts of grace that come back when we acknowledge where we are and to say it out loud and then have others hear it with us
1: yeah I mean it's a magical thing to be able to text you know your your true friends you can text them at 3 a.m and even if they don't read it they'll read it you know when they wake up at normal human time and they know what you went through I just love that this image in what you said about rising in the dark and it made me think of the way that parents do that for interrupted sleep for nightmares for babies who can't sleep but also they do that for issues of justice when it comes to children when we look at other children as also ours to care for tell me as moms how do you see that image of rising in the dark
3: Yeah. You know, what comes to mind first for me now as the parent of, so I have a one-year-old and also a six-year-old. It's his first year in kindergarten. And I think what comes to mind for me as a justice issue for all of our kids is sending them out into a world that's plagued by violence and aggression. Um, My son had his first, um, sorry, this is making me a little emotional, his first lockdown drill. Um, and, And I just... It's hard to think about that, that we're living in a society right now where we need to have lockdown drills. Um, and I'm not against safety. I think I'm just more against the whole idea that our children have to experience and be feel threatened um, by um, the, the, the potential of violence in our schools. Um, and so when just getting back to the question about it being a justice issue, I think that as parents and as a society, um, there, there's more we need to do to advocate for um, a peaceful learning experience for our children. Um, you know, our parenting has to be anchored in hope. Um, we know there's so much pain and suffering in the world, but I, I would love for us to both in our prayers and in our efforts to organize as a society um, work to make things better for our kids and, um, you know, help, troubled children know that they're not alone um, and that they are loved um, by God and that every child is made in God's image.
2: Absolutely. And I also talk, uh, one of the devotions I write is about blessing and that we bless our kids. And we. Pers- this is what we do in church as well. We bless at the end of the service and we do that knowing that we're sending the congregation, the people of God out into the world not because it's this perfect world, but we know that this world is in need of peace and justice and hope. And so we bless sending people into this at times challenging situations, but we do it knowing that we're not alone, that God goes with us. Mm. And so I do that with my kids. We bless them because as much as I would not like this to be the case, but we have no control when we send them off into their schools and into the world, but we do it and to remind us as parents and moms that God goes with them. God goes with us and loves us.
1: That's so important and so tough. I mean, I'm still looking for the bubble wrap that can go around each of them. And that protective covering, I'm, I'm a worrier. Um, but I definitely hear what you're saying. That resonates so deeply with me. And I know, especially with Eileen, um, as you're raising a teenager as well, I really appreciate
0: the question, uh, Erin, because um, there are so many parents who have to rise in the night with very legitimate concerns and fears about whether their child will have enough to eat, whether their child can be safe, um, whether their child can grow up and do what we just, I think, probably in this little gathering here, expect our children will be able to do. Um, And I'm part of a thriving congregations um, conversation right now about how to work for the well-being of all children and the health and safety of all children, and especially black and brown children in our country who are um, unfairly marginalized and disenfranchised and so Raising our children is so important and also that we work for uh, families that all families might be able to raise their children in a way that they can feel a relative kind of safety, knowing that the world is never going to be completely safe Um, and we send them out with blessing and we send them out knowing they're going into a risky world. Um, But the uh, inequity in the way some children face that and others is part of my call and my concern that we work for a greater kind of justice than just our, beyond our own families. Absolutely. Our parenting
1: practices are really faith practices. So flipping through the book, I love a lot of the stories. I can really resonate with them. But at the end of each of your written devotion pieces, it has a practice. And I started to notice all of these are embodied practices. Can you tell us why you included those? Why is that important for parents?
2: Since Erin and I are in the thick of raising little kids, we are well aware that motherhood is exhausting and that it's very physical, right? Those early years where you're literally carrying a baby, whether that's in the womb or then after the car seats in and out, Mm -hmm. all the feeding, the nursing, those long nights where you're possibly pacing the hallways. sick kids and then you play with your kids on the floor or out in the park. And so we wanted the practices in our devotional, we wanted the mothers to remember that their bodies and the bodies of their kids are good and that God created all of us and said, we are good. And so sometimes too, we can remember that the holiest prayer in those early years that we can offer is sometimes just a deep breath or a
1: sigh I feel that <laughs> I think some of the best prayers I have offered sometimes are just open hands, deep breath, and just being present. Um, and I love that you name it's very physical, right? I mean, this is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> and, and sometimes at the end of the day, we have, you know, little battle scars and messes on our shoulder or we're covered in mud and, um, I just think it's so important that you name that and you still name all of that as
3: good. The thing that comes to mind for me, Erin, after you shared that, is um, words from communion, this is my body broken for you. And so, you know, one of the things that the book opens up and moves into is um, the metaphor of a mothering God. Um, and motherhood, I think, really helps us think about a God who um, in, becomes embodied in the form of Jesus and comes into our um, our very human, messy lives and enters in and love comes down to us. Um, and so I just I, I love the idea of um, entering into the motherhood experience and thinking about how all of these um, sacrificial acts that we're doing for our children um, are an example of the the deep and wide and boundless love that God has for us.
0: We are giving away the beauty of motherhood in the month of March. If you follow us at three minute ministry mentor and sign up for our weekly email, you'll be in the drawing for this giveaway. And you might have this book in your mail soon. Thank you for listening to 3-Minute Ministry Mentor. For more podcasts, weekly episodes, videos, and blogs, please visit us at 3mmn.us forward slash welcome. I am your host, Eileen Campbell-Reed, and I believe what you are doing matters. Let us know how we can support you.